Okay, so the the tough thing is because we want to talk about what's going on in movies right now, but the biggest things going on in movies right now are the Oscars and Black Panther, and both of those things are pretty unexceptional. So there you go. It's hey. just kind of hard to come up with a subject. <laughs> Morning. Please silence all cell phones, mm-hmm. and welcome to Don't Feed the Artist. Very good. You <laughs> used your cell phone for that sound effect. <laughs> Yeah, it's you silent, made though. me say that just yeah. so you could just so you could do that. Should I actually silence my cell phone? No, not, please. Do. Well, yes, I actually please just do. did. I actually please, encourage you to turn it on. Um, I'm silencing my cell phone now. Okay, well, I'm, Hag- I'm 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 Hagen Howshield. Welcome to the special movie episode. I'm Jackson Russo. Let's go in a circle. It doesn't matter who <laughs> goes. Um, my name is Leopold. I don't know why we're actually going in a circle since no one can see us. Just for but our it's own. It's for effect. It's for yeah. our own good. It's yeah. for the you know podcast geeks. My name is Leopold Knopp. I'm Adam Selby. I'm Aaron Devaney. And I am Megan Houshield. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't get it. It sounds like my name, but it's not my name. Oh man, maybe you should have gone right the after him. <laughs> that really threw me off. I almost. Did. We're gonna have to cut it. Like perfectly until exactly. they line up. Yeah. So we're doing a little special episode, something I've been wanting to do. Uh, talk we're about La La Land and why it's terrible. We'll Ha-ha. get into that. Um, so <laughs> we absolutely will not. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I haven't even seen it, so exactly perfect. To say. <laughs> That's um, how I feel. I so, want to say that I'm a movie virgin. I have never seen a movie in my life. So okay. what should I expect? Uh, have you seen Stranger Things? No. It okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like that, but better, more concise, and actually a good story. Hey, um, what movie were you I'm going to cut you off for a second there. there. Right, if we, if, if, if we you stop, were just we waiting for that, stop every single time and get angry. Someone says, you know, when someone says something, we're not getting anywhere, which is great. So please gonna turn going. in circles, real yeah. small, angry circles. Yeah. Name a movie, we'll shit on it. Let's go. This is our I hope, That's dream. all this is about. I hope everybody's prepared for like a really long episode of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So we're just kind of being very broad and talking about movies, film in general. It doesn't have to be just movies, TV shows, whatever. But just kind of something we all, you know, I guess when we started this, we're talking about, we're uh, making the term artist very broad now and not just talking about just music. So I've been wanting to do this and it's kind of hard to do that, uh, talk movies with people, you know, actually getting directors and stuff in here. So now we're uh, doing it all just chatting. Oh. So do, do we want to introduce the the two special people and why that why they're here yeah i mean i'll let you guys introduce yourself <laughs> uh leopold you uh okay. review movies uh yeah I, apparently I... he's not gonna let you introduce yourself <laughs> <laughs> um i uh run a blog called real entropy i've been doing it for a few years um doesn't pay the bills but uh <laughs> it's it's up there and you can find it online it's if fun. you want, thank like you. It. Thank you for calling it a blog and not a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to follow that up. Um. <laughs> Aaron. Oh, am I the other special guest? I yes. didn't realize that. Okay. Aaron was with us uh, for springtime yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this comes out when I think it's going to come out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what else do you do? What makes you relevant to film? Oh gosh, um, nothing quite yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, I I guess I do 
horror shorts myself uh, for my own creative endeavors, uh, but I also do music videos. I direct all sorts of stuff. I like to write screenplays, and I just love movies in general, so I guess that's why I'm qualified for this podcast right now. Every time someone says shorts in relation to a movie, I think about shorts like the garment i was about to say i'm definitely wearing horror <laughs> yeah. shorts um, right? I, I animate shorts through like frankenstein type procedures and then i force them to act for me as my puppets so that's wow. what i do yeah. that sounds like a lot of fun oh yeah it's great it's a good yeah. makes a living that does pay the bills actually if you <laughs> really wanted to try it and we'll link to both of y'all's uh your um your blog as you called it yeah. and uh Aaron, have, you have, I have a website. Yeah, up. I've got stuff all yeah. over the place. So. And we'll link that and we'll tag all that at the end and all that stuff. But uh, I, I definitely in your music videos and stuff like that, you've leaned towards horror. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even I wouldn't call you did a music video for Hagen and I's band moniker. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it horror, but it definitely has that kind of like you could see where that came from when we ran in ran around in a forest yeah and we also did makeup. just get it we did get a bunch of uh parents promising their children that uh if they acted bad they were gonna you know go with the bad men so yeah. you know we got the cops caught on this is great it was everything that you wanted out of a exactly. music video shoot so yeah i would i would link it to horror a little bit yeah yeah so i mean getting into the the topic of horror so when i think um of my favorite genre and this has kind of been i've noticed this in recent years um that my favorite genre is sci-fi and i don't think i've ever gone into horror and ever been super into it and so i'm always curious when i hear people saying it's their favorite uh genre what what in horror makes people because i can see it in every genre but horror it's hard for me to see it yeah i don't know Mm. it's kind of like for me when i'm explaining people why i like metal yeah no that's totally understandable it's it's it doesn't make a ton of sense no it doesn't i i i don't really spend a lot of my time trying to argue with people that don't understand horror because i don't think there's a point in it it's trying it's like trying to peer pressure your friends into drinking or smoking pot there's no point like i like what i like because i like what i like uh horror fascinates me more because it has every element in film that you could ask for. It's got yeah. the special effects. It's got the CGI. You've got the plot points. You have the fear factor. You have the soundtracks. You have the acting. You have everything from start to finish, especially whenever you see these, like, super well-fabricated horror movies. You know, The Shining, Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist. Like, you think of, like, traditional cult classics, and those are the movies that come to mind because they have every aspect of filmmaking from start to finish that, like, really draws the viewer in and makes it, like... I don't even know, like a, a, a technically sound film and also like emotionally pandering to its audience. So I guess horror was always, it actually kind of scared me as a kid. I couldn't watch anything scary. So I think like the older I got and the more I got into film, the more I started to like really dive into the technicality of it all. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want. This is yeah. all I want to do. This is all I want to know about. So, yeah. I mean, whenever I, uh, say that i'm not super into horror i I see like this stuff that like everyone says oh it's amazing like i saw get out and stuff like that and i've seen the shining and all you know the classics and stuff i I just i don't know i don't find myself like trying you know more like indie horror stuff i I have seen indie horror but like i I find myself in sci-fi and all other genres like oh i'll try it even though it doesn't look that great yeah (laughs) it's one of those things where i saw that winchester uh trailer Mm -hmm. and i was like that looks like garbage i'm not gonna see that (laughs) yeah (laughs) andy you saw that right 
Oh wait, you saw it too. Oh Winchester yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, thank I, you. Really, it's a cool concept. I gotta say, if you've ever heard of the actual story of the Winchester House, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it, it was should have been a good expecting. movie. It should have been done by someone better, and it should have been done in a better concept. But like, it should have had more uh, uh, production value and a uh, bigger budget and. Uh, more advertising and not been released on Super Bowl weekend and not yeah. have the critic because you can always tell when they're not comfortable with a movie is they don't release uh, uh, they they don't screen it for critics and that wasn't screened for critics. But. Yeah, I've heard it's just like jump scare the movie and unearned. Like I was scared the whole time. It's and a lot better than for. that. It's a lot better than that. But um, if I can if I can piggyback off of what uh, Aaron said, I was also you don't have to ask permission. Do what you want. <laughs> okay. Um, Unless you were asking if her I may talk about something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to steer the conversation. Um, but I also, I was really, when I first got into film criticism, I was really nervous about doing horror movies, partially because I couldn't handle the trailers, because the trailers are fucking awful. And Don't they still ever are. watch the trailers. Never watch the trailers, dude. I, That's for every yeah. movie, though. <laughs> I, uh, horror trailer, And there are some horror movies that are like horror trailers, where it's just janky jump scare out of nowhere every so often there will be a loud noise and that's the horror insidious but <laughs> i it's they've kind of become my favorite genre as well because of the work that gets done in them and and uh, kind of the anxieties that they attack in ways that other genres you really don't yeah. um you know you see something that that's that's uh, you see a genre like action or comedy or romance. It's it's much, the appeal is much more visceral. Where you know you watch a romance movie, it's pretty much are they going to get together and are they pretty? Yeah. And it, it that's kind of all that matters there. Yeah. Whereas with horror, you still get those movies where all that matters are how loud is the noise and how sudden is the noise. But you also get things like It Follows and things like Oculus. Yeah. Um and and the witch or the big recent ones. Have you seen Raw? Oh my God, yes. See that that's one of those oh things. I, like, yes. I don't know if I necessarily classify it as horror, but it oh, definitely absolutely. Is. It, I uh, sorry. it feels like an art house thing to me mm-hmm. more than horror, but it definitely I yeah, I, yeah. It, it for sure is it horror. Panders to it. It yeah. I actually uh February has been Women in Horror Month, and so a lot of like the. Uh, film blogs and stuff that I followed and posting some really interesting things. But there was one about like uh, female like cannibalism and like coming of age horror films, like based on females like a uh, 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 Jennifer's body, ginger snaps and raw. So that's not like, just raw. That's, that's a it's, whole it's thing. a common, it's a very common thing. It's a, uh, it's the whole, like, um, you know, women are hungry for more. Like they're, they desire this, like they have this animalistic instinct that isn't really portrayed through a lot of films. Like, uh, honestly, that's why uh, films like I, I, don't really necessarily uh, support exploitation films, but there are a few revenge films like uh, Last House on the Left or I, I Spit on Your Grave where, like, these women that have been through these really traumatic things that they show you, they, like, show it right in front of your fucking face and they throw it at you and then it's like, what do they do now? Are they just supposed to sit back and kind of let these things happen, which happens a lot in film where women mm-hmm. are just constantly asking men for affirmation and, like, what should we do next? 
Um, but you know, films like raw Jennifer's body, there's all these like really strong women who have dealt with really terrible things in a life. Even if it just comes down to like being a teenager in modern society, like you're, you're taught to sit down and shut up and let things happen to you. And so whenever these traumatic things happen to them, they're able to kind of reverse that psychology on the men that, you know, have these, like did these things to them, even if it's not necessarily directly to them specifically, but you know, Jennifer's body, she starts eating boys because she was sacrificed by a bunch of boys who like pretty much, you know, it, it plays on that whole, like she's got this like sexual thirst within her and she's not really allowed to explore it. Like a lot of men are. And so she reverts to cannibalism, which is kind of, you know, it, it, it's a whole thing on slut shaming. It's, it's, Oh, it's fantastic. I could talk about this for hours, um, but I just I love the idea of strong women in horror getting what they fucking deserve whenever terrible things happen to them. You know. Yeah. Uh, Let me just pull up the Rotten Tomatoes rating on Jennifer's Body real quick. I absolutely <laughs> love that movie. If anyone says anything bad about it, I don't care what you say. I think that's an interesting. Oh my god. Point to say why are we going off of Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many Rotten times. Tomatoes. Yeah, that was a joke. I'm not actually. Doing <laughs> okay, that. cool. It's well, like. You, you were on your phone, so we didn't know. I was yeah. about to do it that. It seems very <laughs> serious for a second there. I was like, uh, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Rotten Tomatoes, the way I use it is there are films that, like, I know I don't want to see this, but if it comes... Like, okay, so I think Get Out is a good um, example for me. Is I saw the trailer to that, and I thought, mm, that doesn't look too inviting to me. It just kind of looked generic, kind of, mm-hmm. to me. And then it came out, and everyone was like, it's incredible, and we're talking about how amazing it is. And I was like, I don't like horror, so I'm not going to see it. Then I saw the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score, and it was like 99 or 98 for the yeah. longest time. Yeah, I think it's still at 98. Yeah. Which And that that's nuts for a horror movie, and yeah. any movie in general. So I use that as a, not as a gauge of, like, this is going to be a quote-unquote 98% movie, because that's not how that works. But yeah. like we're not going to explain how that works. So yeah. If you don't understand it, yeah, just okay. There are you say that, but there are a lot of people who don't really know how Rotten Tomatoes yeah, works. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to where they explain it. Like I think I've yeah. Can really like, yeah, like eight okay eight podcast episodes where they just have to just, explain it. Just clearly, worry, no one's just, listening to. Just them, watch it for yourself, man. Just exactly. fucking watch the movie for yourself. Yes. As I was saying, that that I don't use it as a like. So if there's a movie I want to see. Like, I wanted to see Annihilation. If that came out uh, and it got, like, a 50%, I would have still seen it. Oh, yeah. But uh, it came out and it was great. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, do you guys like any of the uh, review websites uh, other than Real Entropy? (laughs) (laughs) I I make a point of avoiding (laughs) other critics, yeah. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Like Roger Ebert? Personally, as someone that, like... Roger Ebert, oh my God. (laughs) Agree on that 100%. Yes. Yeah, as someone who personally, like, I have written a few reviews just kind of in my own free time. I don't really do it seriously, but if, like, directing and screenwriting doesn't work out for me, that'll probably be, like, my first course of, like career in general but uh, <laughs> at the same time yeah i don't trust anybody you, that actually reviews you, movies you good so good luck with yeah, that that's, I, no, i've got big dreams ahead of me man i'm probably gonna be broke for the rest of my life so <laughs> i'm fully yeah. aware trust me <laughs> but jennifer's body that came out during the height of megan fox hate right mm-hmm. you know that oh, was yeah that was right after transformers that was yeah, right was, after everybody was like was she's that not a Totham's good actor. Era, Megan Fox hate. That's or? exactly when it was. Yeah, okay. that was that was right after she got kicked off of 
Transformers mm-hmm. because she wasn't young enough for Michael Bay anymore. I think yeah. it's because and she called him a Nazi. Probably. That was part of it. That's probably part of that. <laughs> That's definitely what happened. She but, called him a Nazi, and he was like, all right, well, you're not going to be in the next movie then. It was a lot secrets. like Snow White and the Huntsman, where I thought that was a really, really wonderful movie, but it was also right in between the last two Twilight movies. And so yeah. it was really popular to hate Kristen Stewart yeah. at that point. And so it got slaughtered in the well, review. Also, that whole thing that happened with her and the director. I think that, that didn't came come out, out before. Though. No, it came I out would... two months later. Okay. I apologize to both of them then. <laughs> they, the they still slept together and it was still really, really inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. So Hey, okay, now fair. Kristen Stewart's gay and the whole world is back on track. So yeah. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Everything has set its course. Donald Trump is president. We're all here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Oh, there goes our movies. podcast. Yeah, and everybody turned it off. How yeah. dare you? That was yeah. a proper and joke. What what kind of artists are listening to this and thinking, like, yeah, no, I can't listen to this anymore. They made a political joke. Yeah. Ugh. It, yeah. Politics. So uh, where where should we veer now in the movie territory? I say we ask for emails on people's opinions on <clears throat> Donald Trump. That's well, yeah, can we, get, can we get emails? We haven't got an email in a long time. Can someone email me right now? Anyone yeah. listening? Hello? This, this is live. live. I, I, have, <laughs> I have not silenced my phone, so if you email me, it will just destroy the whole podcast. Do you yeah. want to give everyone your personal email right now? Don't do it. R E E L E N T R O P Y at com. Hey. I don't know if I said entropy or enthalpy earlier. You said entropy. You said it right. You just threw yourself under the bus for no reason. I was worried for a second. I said it and I got worried. It's fun because enthalpy isn't a word. No, it's a word. Let's not get into that. I don't know what it means. Someone look it up. It's in physics, right? No, well, yeah, it is physics. It's uh, uh, thermodynamics. So. No, entropy is a word. Yeah, so enthalpy. enthalpy is not a word. Enthalpy is a. Uh, I'm not gonna get into oh, this. Yeah, okay, this, wait, wait. I got it right here. Podcast. I got it. I got it right here. It's, enthalpy is a property of thermodynamic system. What? The enthalpy of a system is equal to the system's internal energy plus the product of its pressure and volume. I'm studying now mechanical you know. engineering. GG. You should change your blog name. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're... that will only get to. You can remember people. thermodynamics, but you couldn't remember the MCAT equation on the last episode. Exactly. Um, so, well, something's going on where Leopold and uh, Adam are laughing. Well, about he got things. an email. Oh, he got an email. Even though this gonna... is not live, it's so far away. I'm not going to read it. Let's talk Someone's about movies. listening to this. So, um... let's talk about thermodynamics some more. <laughs> Did because... Owen email you? No. Oh, that would be great. Owen's my roommate, by the way. I want, I I want to know more thermodynamics terms. I named my blog after thermodynamics terms. Please give me more. There you go. Um, God damn it! Everyone's sharing phones now and laughing at them. Uh, he got an email from a really cool band called Samus David Jr. Oh, nice plug. Plug that in. Yeah, I got, I got it. Put the link in the show notes. The yeah. link to our email address, yeah. please. <laughs> a screenshot of the email I sent. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> it's good having Adam here because he does the show notes. Okay, so let's talk about movies. Oscars? Anybody? Oscars. Uh, I don't uh, care about the, Os- the Oscars. Let, let I don't me... care about it, but I'd like to see some of the movies that 
exactly. end up getting nominated, That's but not necessarily point. because they got nominated. Well, let's yeah. let's talk about let's talk about that aspect of it. Let's talk about the fact that no one cares about the Oscars, but also the fact that they actually do. Yeah. I don't care about any award show. I'd rather gnaw my arm off than watch it. the Grammys, <laughs> the Oscars, the I Emmys. Think, the right. the, the big thing is that, like, the Tonys. Pause, pause, pause. We have a real opportunity to get Jackson to gnaw his own arm off. <laughs> All right, no and here, go. Guys. Which arm? <laughs> That's a dealer's um, choice. That's up to you. I'm going to choose my right arm. I'm left-handed. Go know. on now. I, I just had to. <laughs> you know. I use the Oscars as like a. Because I think there's... it's it's also just the award season in general, though, yeah. not just the Oscars, because yeah. like yeah. some movies like Shape of Water only like came up as a thing people even knew about because of being nominated for multiple awards. Yeah, yeah. I only yeah. saw three billboards because of the Oscars. I actually that's a shame because s- that's a really good movie. Oh yeah, I was gonna start off the conversation with three billboards because exactly. yeah, I could talk about that movie excellent for- movie. It's fucking incredible. Forever. Well, it's one of those things where I use the Oscars, and I think a lot of people, it seems like most of the people in this group use the Oscars as a, kind of a, you know, there's so many great films that come out every year and so many great films that no one knows about. Student films, you know, short films, whatever they may be. And um, I use the Oscars to kind of just like have something as a gauge of like, oh, well, these are being, you know. That's barely. not a good idea, though. No. And let oh. me tell you why. I it, it, blah, 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 blah. and and that's the <laughs> problem that I wanted to get into with the Oscars is al- almost everyone who is not in the industry agrees that, that they La La fucking sucks. suck. <laughs> <sighs> We're not there yet. Just, just, just get, we'll get, get, get a little more heated, how, and then we can. Get how there. how well would these mics get Jackson's murder? Quite well. Would Probably I be able to enough to hold up in court? Can this turn into a true crime podcast? Yeah. Progress. I, I just I just want to make sure they'll capture it. Well, I don't know how much you'll scream, but um, I definitely won't look at my feet while I dance. <laughs> oh, he's my really God. he's really trying. Just we'll do it later. We'll do it later. <laughs> but the problem with the Oscars is uh, uh, that it's well, it seems like a circle jerk. To the people who pay attention, because it, it literally is. is. No, it's it definitely voted is. on. That's what, these things that's are. what all it's voted on are. by yeah. the industry internally, um, and that's it's multimillionaires patting themselves on a back on yeah. their back for it, doing something. I mean, exactly. And it's but the problem is it's a useful thing because it's a litmus test of what they are themselves awarding, and and what they themselves see as good because with every pretty much everyone is going to have a different definition of what they want from a movie uh but with the oscars we get insight into what the people making the movies want from the movies yeah um and that's why everyone watches it even though they say they suck um well, it's interesting because like uh, Steven Spielberg is always getting nominated for the new historical drab he's doing. Yeah, even though he hasn't had a good movie in two decades. I'm pretty sure Meryl so, Streep has overtaken him in the useless. And I'm excited for Ready Player One. Here it comes. I, I'm pretty sure. <coughs> I'm sure she's that overtaken be him. Disappointing. I it probably. Are you saying Meryl Streep is useless? I I feel like she's overtaken him in the number of pointless Oscar awards. nominations she receives for movies that. Don't she matter. really wasn't that great in. Why is there going to be a Mamma Mia 2? 
I don't know. He keeps giving them the money for that. I well, it's it's coming out almost a year to the week, uh, almost ten years to the week after the first one got fucking annihilated by the Dark Knight. They released against each other. That's one of my favorite things. What's the Dark Knight? He's he's now he's being, he loves the Dark Knight. I know he loves the Dark Knight. It was a movie. It's not important. Yeah, Christopher Nolan, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was really good. It didn't get any Oscar nominations, so it's obviously, clearly not important. Then not good. Yeah, Put it although you wouldn't have heard of it. It definitely did get Oscar nominations. Yeah, didn't it win one? Yeah. A posthumous one? It, it won two. It won something for sound <laughs> editing. Sound editing? Come on. That's just throwing what? him a bone. Posthumous. Did I nail that word? <laughs> yes. I feel confident in Like my enthalpy, exactly. posthumous actually words. is a word. There you go. Um, Look at that. I mean, there... Uh, was Blade Runner uh, nominated for anything? Uh, yeah, it got four. It got four. Yeah, it got some technical yeah. nominations. Uh, cinematography. It's a gorgeous movie. It is. Oh, my favorite it, movie. It, it, it right got the cinematography now. one, and it's not going to win because the Academy doesn't like Roger Deakins. So I'm pretty sure it has to be something personal. Did you see? Because yeah. uh, the... he's been nominated what, I mean, four, he's... fourteen times. I, think? I don't know how many times he's been nominated. I know that pretty much everyone agrees he's the best cinematographer. In history, and it's not close. Was it? But him? he's never won anything. Was it him or the set designer who just signed on for a Star or for Star Wars? It was the uh, like production designer. Yeah, I'm glad for that. Which is good. Production that, design was spectacular. Yeah, yeah, I mean that whole film. Like, I, I really that can't movie's going to be it. directed by J.J. Abrams though, so it's going to be wasted. Yeah, yeah. lens flare. Lens it's going to look great. Flare, <laughs> That's, honestly, okay. I think so, lens flare does look great. That's true. <laughs> so it's got to have its limits, though, man. What do you guys think about in Annihilation? Because I was sitting there that whole movie thinking, like, okay, they're they, when they're in. Uh, the shimmer and uh, the the lens. I felt like it was lens flare flare everywhere. But it's mm. it's called it the shimmer, yeah. so it's loud that. But yeah, no, I love that movie. They so. always had the. They were really careful to have the shimmer effect around the flare. Like yeah. if you watch it again, when you have see it, this movie's been out for four days and I've seen it three times. So I'm sure when I have a bit of that'll a... be out a lot longer than that. <laughs> you haven't even posted your review yet. I have. He's been waiting for the book to movie. Like comparisons. waited for like the fifth or sixth time to see it. I've been at a Louisville City Council retreat the past two days, so I haven't had. That's a whole other issue. The part of the reason I called it is an issue. Part <laughs> of the reason I called retreats, Real Entropy yeah. a blog is because I also run an actual newspaper completely separately. Um, That's true. So yeah. that and you can't review movies for there. I imagine because I can. Well, I've just never seen you post anything, I guess, because it's a small audience um, for movie reviews. Like, well, it's a, I we tried to. It's an interesting story because I initially got onto the newspaper as a movie critic, and so I've kind of built the audience for that over time. And then we restructured and stopped printing, so I didn't need to fill space, which is the primary purpose of oh, movie gotcha. reviews in okay. a newspaper. But I still post. That think think like I posted Black Panther because that made more money than God <laughs> last weekend. Yep. Um, so How much money did God make last weekend? Not five hundred million. Uh, about one hundred fifty right, yeah. million. Shit. Ask Joel uh, Osteen. Hmm? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that joke didn't go under the radar. That's good. 
<laughs> so now that we've uh, now that we started talking about Louisville City politics, oh damn it! Um, uh, yeah, it's really relevant for all our listeners in New York. That's that's why I haven't been able to. Uh, I think I'm getting finish. a flare from Aaron's shoes. shoes. They boots. used to be shiny. They were shiny at one point. These, this is not shiny. shiny. What I'm that, seeing now. That looks pretty yeah. shiny. No, that's fucking shiny. Yeah, I mean they're. Sorry, I've never cleaned no them. One can so. see these shoes. Sorry, <laughs> for those who are unaware, <laughs> I have fake Doc Martens on that I bought at Target a couple years ago. So if oh, you're yeah. interested, there's your description. They're shiny, and that's about it. You just <laughs> said they weren't that shiny. Now, well, interestingly, they're a little shiny. I'm sorry, I can't get anything. This is a visual straight. podcast. There <gasps> is a Target in South Louisville to yes. bring this back into what the podcast is actually yes. about. Movies? What were we talking about again? Uh, Louisville City politics. <laughs> I don't see how you're right. going to get back. Into uh, back that. to Oscars. Can we talk about Three Billboards? Because <laughs> yeah. I want to say yeah. Can we some talk about how about great that, that movie, movie was? Okay, Ever? so this uh, it was written and directed by Martin McDonough, who's done three movies now, and they're all fucking excellent. What were the other movies? Uh, you know? In Bruges. That is and a great movie. Seven Psychopaths, oh. which is also yeah. a well, great movie. No wonder movie. I love that movie. Those are. All fantastic. Films. Did you not yeah. realize I, those I were by the same? I did not. Oh, that I, makes sense. I don't understand yeah. how you hadn't even heard of Three Billboards enough to like wanted to go before the Oscar nomination know. stuff. But, see, I won't. That, I won't well, that's even... just like a fault of their marketing, though. Like, there's no marketing it. for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's it, no marketing for it because they want it to win Oscars, and movies that make money can't win Oscars because and that's Hollywood is in love is with the idea of a starving artist. Well, see, the thing. Blade Runner didn't make any money either because. Everything is terrible. Yes. Donald Trump. The, the the thing about Three Billboards, like, when it comes to their advertising, was that before they released this movie, I, I like, am constantly keeping up with film news. So, like, I knew that it was going to happen, and I was like, this is this looks so fucking cool. And the only time that I saw it outside of that was, like, started they started advertising it on Twitter with just the pictures of the billboards. And all they were giving you was that there was this movie coming out with this long-ass weird fucking title. You have no idea, like, who this guy is that really released it. Seven Psychopaths was kind of under the radar, very mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. If One you have the chance, please watch it. It's so fucking good. Best ending. Oh, my God. Um, but I mean, everybody knows Francis McDormand, Willie or Woody Harrelson. I mean, fucking Sam Rockwell's in this movie. Caleb Landry Jones, who does a lot of like kind of under the radar horror films, but he was in like Antiviral and um, this movie called uh, Oh Bicentinium, which is probably one of the best vampire films you'll ever see. But um, it's it's such a fucking good crime film, and I I really really wanted like three or four more hours of this movie. I was extremely unsatisfied when it was done, not because it didn't finish well, but because I wanted more. And that's how you tell a good fucking dra- like crime drama like that. And yeah. like the way that they would like separate the relationships and build the characters and everything, and like this super racist cop that you hate at the beginning. Then she like, oh, man, I want to ruin it so bad for you guys, but I'm not gonna because you have to see it. Thank you. But yeah, you you absolutely have to see it, so I'm not gonna be that asshole. But well, that's what I was gonna try yeah. and counter with is it's tough to advertise and it's tough to not spoil because yeah. it doesn't really have a plot. It doesn't. It, it just has kind an of, impetus and then things happen. Everything is think, a fucking sidebar. Like that's the beauty yeah. of it. And I love that kind of storytelling. It's that I'm, oh, God, it's such a good movie. I can't get over. I don't know. It. Off of some of like the interactions that they put in the trailer, it was like compelling to want to go see it. Even though oh, yeah. I'd already seen it by that point, but like 
I get what they were trying to do with the trailer. I just never saw it anywhere. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. But it was I, very short amount it. of trap advertising yeah. and it was just well, the three pictures of the three billboards. And I was like, what the fuck? And the, well, I think the long were contract- title doesn't help either. No. <laughs> I think they were contractually obligated to make sure most of the advertising budget was spent on actual billboards. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. Lot, we don't do a lot of driving. And no. so yeah. actual billboards in rural Midwest America, yeah. not anywhere that we would be around. Yeah, of course. And so I think that may have been secret. the issue. Yeah, no. Like it's only playing in New York and Los Angeles and all the billboards for it are in Mississippi somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Nowhere where you're going to fucking see it. Yeah. Can we uh, talk a little bit? Because at the bar the other night, uh, Leopold, you uh, went off on a, an angry rant about trailers. Uh, I that saw doesn't the... sound like me. Yeah, it does. Oh. Um, you... I saw the uh, Tomb Raider trailer on, and I pointed. I said, "This movie looks terrible." And you turn around and you started going on about how. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so you went off. Fuck movie trailers. Um, but here, this is the thing that, uh, and it's not a. I guess it's recent, as in the past few years. Um, but this is something that's gotten really prominent in movie trailers, and it's really prominent in the Tomb Raider teaser trailer um, is what they'll do is they'll have like a third of the trailer be just a blank screen and they won't cut from shot to shot to shot. They'll put in like a fade out thing. So it goes from black to a shot and then fade to black and then another shot and then fade to black. And it bugs the shit out of me. Usually coupled with like the Inception wubs, right? Yeah. Mostly, yeah. yeah. Well, it was great because when you were you were explaining this to me, and I didn't quite understand why you were so mad. I, I saw the uh, the fade outs, but I didn't understand why I was pissing you off. So then you turned to another uh, TV at the bar and you pointed at it, and you're like, "See, look at this!" And it was just a regular, just like some like nationwide commercial or something like I, that. Yeah. And it just you're like, "See, watch! It's gonna just cut, cut." Cut and it was just. And there's something on the screen 100% of the time. Yeah. yeah and which is a novel formulaic. concept. It's and so fucking formulaic. Never <laughs> once were you wrong, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. You were mad. Can I, can I, can I ask? But a, you would I, never do that in an actual movie. No. Like, if you fade to black, it's Unless for incredible Lucas. effect. You do those little sweep effects. In the yeah, but George Lucas but is It was never blank, though. Those there are also, still at this point, those are iconic. Yeah. For Star Hagen, Wars. You Hagen, yeah, Hagen, can I can I can I ask um no. <laughs> uh I, I feel like my role here today is is the is Are you the, about to ask to leave? No, no, no. <laughs> can I uh, go home and go my, to bed? My my, my role my role here is to be the person who doesn't know shit about movies. So I have to ask why fuck movie trailers. Uh, that's a genuine question. Not not trying to stoke Wait, anything. wait. Let, let's one at a time on this one. Yes. Adam? Just to go back to Free Billboards, I hadn't seen the tra- trailer <laughs> yep. until after I saw the movie, and then I was like curious how they marketed it, because clearly no one knew about it, and that made the movie a lot more enjoyable, because all I knew was the cast and the director, and that's all I knew, uh, other than like there's Free Billboards, because it's in the title, but yeah, I agree. I yeah. knew nothing going into it, and it made the movie a really enjoyable experience so the whole I, time, because I had no yeah. idea where it was going. I understand, so. I understand, that, I understand that concept of like... Yes, there going are three in blind, right? Going in blind without any yeah. any concept except for maybe yeah. you know who's in it, maybe you have an idea of the plot, but you, you're going in generally blind. Yeah, um, which is not a very good idea anymore. Not all the time. Uh-uh. It depends on the no, movie. No, no, no. And, and the, the the thing is, is like I I equate it to 
if a band I really like releases a single from a new record that's coming out in a couple months, do I listen to the single or do I not listen to the single? Because if I listen to the single, then... Hey, what are you kids doing in my living room? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to edit that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a giant cat so, has just entered the room. Yeah. Um, for for the people who yeah. can't see this right now. Yeah, this won't be in the podcast. So And he's walking away. And bye. So as I back. said, as I said... Whenever, whenever like a band that I like releases a single for an album, I always say, should I listen to it? Should I not listen to it? Uh, the example I give is like when Foo Fighters released Concrete and Gold this past year, they released a bunch of singles like like weeks before, and I was like, I don't know if I want to listen to any of these because I kind of just want to be excited for the album and just kind of listen to it front to back and just see how it is. And if I listen to a song I don't like it, then bum me out not to get yeah. too off on a tangent but i think that's different there i mean they're both art and i agree no, with that totally but they're, they're yeah. similar but they're i don't think it's a good well, the whole no, thing i don't think it's like, a great comparison well, and what i was trying to get at real quick is that uh <clears throat> music used to and like films you don't uh consume films in like segmented pieces most people don't unless you know you're somebody who just doesn't have time to watch a you don't do that in a theater like, no yeah, exactly yeah. yeah but you know not everyone can get out to the theater all the time and you're yeah. seeing it at your house but with uh you know it used to be music was you know from front to back that's how you listen to it because you know lps you had to flip them but nowadays people's attention spans have waned and it's more yeah, singles still is divide, the thing. They still design albums to be a front to back thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's that, yeah. that that's the idea, right? Yeah. Like when you when you listen when you see a trailer, you're seeing like snippets of the movie. But I think what Jackson is getting at is uh, uh, they release singles a maybe as a snippet of the album, but also as their own independent title track because so many people consume music as a three minutes at a time thing that yeah. plays on the radio. Yeah. But, not a full but it, it is a form of marketing for the album though. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But, but, it, but that, that's what a trailer is. I, that's that's I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, as far as a trailer goes, that's its only function. Well, yeah. Also so consider that a one or two good songs can save an album. Whereas like one or two good scenes in a movie are just the least shitty scenes in a shitty movie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. what I was going to yeah. say kind of, is that like, you know, take your favorite. I mean, like, Blade Runner. I love that movie, and it's like what two hours and forty minutes. Uh, Twenty forty nine is two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which is shorter by about fifteen minutes than the shortest Lord of the Rings movie. So I don't want to hear any fucking body tell me this movie is too long ever again. No. So what I was trying to get towards is that um, after with a single from an album, I can listen to a single by itself all any day. Yeah. If I like it. And then I can also listen to the album that that single is part of and enjoy it. But with a film, you, uh, for me, you know, the trailer, I try not to watch trailers at all anymore. And I always watch the film and I will never go back to a trailer yeah. afterwards. So well, I, they're just completely different things. So it's hard for me to see them as. No, they're not the same. I'm just saying. Yeah. Commingling. I, I just, I just see it as like in the, especially in the eyes of the whole like. In the eyes of like, do I watch the trailer before I see a movie thing that I want to go in blind? That's how I see it as similar. Because do yeah. I want to go into this new album that I really like? Hope I like blind, or do I want to listen and get a preview of what I'm going to get? Well, well, now that trailer? we've well, now that we've established uh, movies and albums are two different things. Uh, <laughs> let me right. let me explain to you why you shouldn't go in blind. There are two reasons. Uh, uh, a 
Roger Ebert was a big proponent of going in blind, and I'm a big advocate of doing the exact opposite of anything Roger Ebert ever said. And that's why we're all still alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, we're all nailing it, guys. But but there's a, a part of part of the answer to your original question: Why fuck movie trailers? Is that they've sort of become a, a big part of how studios. Uh, 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 of how movies interact with their viewers. Um, You can tell a lot about the movie by its trailer, by how many... uh, uh, Well, by the shots in the trailer, obviously, uh, by how long it is, uh, by... Mostly by how far out it it came out. See, I'm going to disagree with you on that fact only for the sake of I I am an extremely avid trailer watcher. I don't watch a movie unless I watch the trailer. I'm kind of a sucker for them just because I feel like I have kind of figured out the way that trailers kind of formulate themselves and I don't always trust them. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that if if manipulated well enough, you can watch a trailer and still know nothing about the movie you're about to see. So like mm-hmm. there's and but there's also the opposite end of that where you can watch a trailer and get everything you need out of the movie and you don't even have to watch it. Um, a good, yeah, it, the, it definitely depends on the movie. It depends on the and, movie, yeah. And but that's like, the informative the, the part. Yeah, that, exactly. Also. And I there's this movie that came out recently, uh, actually called It Comes a Night, and I don't know if any. <laughs> it's really, but when you watch the trailer, you expected a totally fucking different movie, yeah, the and then you was watch it, really misleading. It throws you off so hard. And when I saw it's that movie, I was trailer. so fucking mesmerized. I was so into everything that was happening, and it was nothing that I expected. It was nothing that the trailer told me, but the trailer still made me want to watch that movie. It was. Yeah. It still pulled the pieces and made it mysterious enough. It made me think, oh, it's like a, a disease movie or like a zombie movie or something. Like, I don't know what it is. Is it a monster movie? Like, what could it be? And then you watch it, and you're so fucking, like, just outstandingly blown away by how many elements they mix into it, and they don't even reveal the actual plot of the movie until the end. And that's good storytelling and that's good storytelling from start to finish from the trailer to the last fucking second of that movie. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's both ends of it. There's, there's a uh, fuck trailers, fuck trailers for the like common audience of moviegoers, but trailers are also great for like cinephiles that just kind of want to know what they're getting themselves into. But either way, because it can be part of the movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Even when it isn't, if yeah. it's, if you have a movie like It Comes at Night, which was absolutely spectacular, yeah. which I would describe as a zombie movie, just yeah. without any yeah. zombies. Well, yeah, exactly. They um, don't come back, but they're... But you, know. <laughs> you have uh, uh, this movie where the trailer is very much a part of the experience. Yeah. Well, to me, what that says is when you have another movie, like probably Tomb Raider, where the trailer <laughs> is not a part of the experience, yeah. well, no, the trailer is a part of the experience, and it was a shitty experience. Yeah, exactly. From Yeah, exactly. There's there's a from start to finish. The trailer fucking sucked the last, until the last second of the movie. The whole thing sucked. And, like, yeah. you can't portray entire scenes through trailers. You can't portray, like, every scene has a build just in the way that, like, singles and albums have a build. You have a beginning, a middle, and an end, like, very clear, unless it's, like, one of those weird albums that, like, you know, the whole album is a f- one fucking song or whatever. But it's it everything has a big like a, a build and it has an end all scenes have builds and ends as well as the entire story and arcing of the movie and so you know if you can tell two separate stories one from the trailer and one from the movie and make each of them just as interesting as the other even if they're not completely different then you've told your story well there's an art to all of it there's an art to advertising there's an art to producing there's an art to all of that shit and that's why 
film's so fucking cool. Like, don't yeah. even. So, <laughs> I guess we came down to that. It's just all based on opinion. That's oh, yeah. weird. It's based on filmmaker. <laughs> really. Well, what's honestly. not based, based on, on opinion is it's that on, yeah. movies and albums are two different things. <laughs> and I want that to be, we'll if we can have a single takeaway from, from tonight. That's well, it. Yeah. I, I, know, I think with the, the trailer thing, it just depends on, like, what you want to get out of the movie and also, honestly, just what the trailer is. Because some trailers show more than others and yeah. Yeah, do so, a good job of getting you excited or they also don't do a good job like the solo trailer. It didn't get me excited for the movie. But. Yeah, because it, 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 like, it sounds like fuck trailers because they tend to be like, they tend to be like, 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 like Leopold well, said with, with, the, I think, with, the, with the cuts or they tend to be like... Uh, Steered towards mass audiences, yeah, like the Deadpool of, trailer, yeah. 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 And so, also, it depends well, on the movie, though, because like I knew I was going to go see free, bo- free billboards anyway, so I didn't watch the trailer because I don't need to. Yeah. And for for Blade Runner, the same thing. But like for Solo, I'm not sure if I really care about this movie still, so I yeah. watched the trailer because I don't know anything yeah. about it because yeah. it comes out in a couple weeks and no one knows about it. Yeah. But. It was like uh, when Justice League was coming out, I knew I probably didn't want to see that movie, but I kept yeah. watching all the trailers that were coming out, just hoping like. I would see a trailer and be like, "Yeah, I really want to see this movie." But after then, seeing, most of the footage in the after trailers seeing all the, the trailers, movie. I feel like yeah. I saw the whole because movie. Because so. fuck Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, but I've saved the fe- best for last, and we could all talk about uh, some superhero movies. Oh. oh God, I hate superhero movies. Don't make me do that. <laughs> I hate exactly. what superhero movies Don't have make become. Me do that. That's exactly why I wanted God, to bring I it fucking, up. I'm so goddamn tired of these fucking superhero. I, <laughs> Black Panther is the last superhero movie they need to make. I'm sorry, but that's it. Please, just save us the fucking misery. I I see I, it both ways. I get it, and like you know, the original like Tim Burton's Batman's are super fun, and I love Christopher Nolan. Like honestly, Batman, I'm cool with it. Like leave it be, but like. I don't know, man, just seeing all these fucking Marvel Avenger movies and like all the spin-off stories and like Are they do you not like it because it's so fuck it's like so big and mainstream? No, I don't like it because it's the same goddamn story every time. It all centers around the same thing. Even Wonder Woman was about a girl falling in love with a guy and him saving her at the end. Like, I don't give a shit about all the stuff that happened in between. Like, I, I thought Wonder Woman's was an awful movie. And, like, I I just don't understand why people were so, like, oh, it's so empowering. Like, I get it. She's a very powerful woman. She's got powers and shit, whatever the fuck. She's but- a powerful woman for whom Chris Pine was making all of the decisions. Yeah, exactly. And she had to like, not a channel her love for him at the end in order to fight the final fight, which is bullshit. You should find that love within yourself, for yourself, before you experience it for any man that you just met a couple months before. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's all such, like, it's it's the romance and the action and everything. It's, it's that formulaic bullshit that is overplayed Every single time they make those movies, I, I watch one from start to finish and I know exactly what's going to happen because it's all the same and I cannot stand it. I can't. I just, I'm so fucking done with this stupid superhero movie. I'm I can sorry. Get, I just I, needed I just to get my say, piece I out there. The only reason people liked Wonder Woman, like broadly, is that it was the only good DC movie. Yeah, I can so see that. That was, yeah. that was yeah. refreshing and it yeah. was great to see that they could do a good movie because yeah. it's like, it's not a complete failure then the whole yeah. But if I could DC get project, more but, specific than Aaron is... I'm not tired of superhero movies specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of $200 million movies that look like they cost about $50 million. Yeah. I think that's that's a much more valid... I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you like watch... Easy to see argument. Uh, yeah. Black Panther is the most recent one where... The CGI in that movie the, really got me. Like, they yeah, brought in like, people not good. No, who, who it, didn't know how to use a green screen. Yeah. And that's a common... 
like Justice League, because the production was so fucked, I don't think there was a single actual set used in that movie. It was just yeah. two straight hours of green well, screen. And, and also, they didn't use the green screen well. <laughs> and then Thor Ragnarok, you could uh, re- it was really obvious when there was green screen. Yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman, the special effects were pretty bad. Let's just all use practical effects again, guys. X-Men Apocalypse I mean, that, that was is horrible a good point, yeah. with the yeah, green screen. That's a good reason for like why Dark Knight works so well. Yeah, exactly. Is because it yeah. didn't rely on all the green screen it stuff. It was all yeah. practical. Which and that's, Mar- Marvel does have a problem with, even though I, I like yeah. their movies. When they but, use green screen, because... I, I, the green screen is, is a very specific problem because it's something because it's not an issue of budget. It's an it's not an issue of the effect being bad inherently. It's an issue of carelessness. Yeah. Like it's an, in, an issue of wanting to do everything in post, which is literally the number one rule against filmmaking is don't rely on your post. Like that the, should be the number one rule for anything. Anything. Yeah. The big exactly. scene in Black Panther that got me just do it right. was there's a scene where uh, T'Challa and T'Chaka are walking toward the, the camera and it's a green screen background and they're walking toward the camera and then nothing moves. You can tell that they're not moving any closer to the camera. They're not moving any further away from the background. And it, it just looks, you can... Yeah. They're rendering. You can screen. watch it yeah. and you can see... <laughs> exactly. Buffering, I think Buffering, that's yeah, They do look like that. Yeah. And, and that's not an issue of... I thought the background was gorgeous on its own. But it becomes incredibly ugly when you don't use the basic techniques yeah. to sell the illusion. Yeah. Like, look, think, think back on like it, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to give Steven Spielberg a little bit of spotlight again here, but just think of like the his use of like the pull focus and everything, like how how much depth that you can get from literally just having two cameras together, and like yeah. what you can do with your film, like. It, I know that it costs a lot more money to film on location. It costs a lot more money for like uh, practical they effects. They had $200 and stuff. million. Right. Dollars. Yeah, it point doesn't like, cost it that much more. For one. Yeah, and you ought to be able to do it then. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it also comes down to a matter of time because like these people will be given these movies and be like, you have two years to film and release this. And that's pretty much giving someone three months to film something at most, like at the very fucking most. And like even if these things that have been in production for years and years – Unless you are constantly working on a film like that, it's not going to get all of your time and attention. It's not going to turn out the way that it should. And so, you know, even uh, I'm actually not going to step too far into this, but uh, Boyhood that took 12 years to film or whatever. Mm-hmm. Most garbage film I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> God damn it, Richard Linklater. Why did you do that? Um, but that that movie, they did not focus on it all the time. It's very clear how scattered and spread out it is because they tried to take on this project that took all this time to make. And like, I get where like the whole gimmick behind like, it that is. That was the like, idea. Yeah. It's, and, but it was just not good. It's just not very much not good. I actually met the woman who played the grandma in that movie and she was like, I didn't even really know what was going to happen or if we were going to finish it. I would just get called every three years and got given a script and we're like, we're filming in a couple days. And it's like, (laughs) it just seems like it was a fucking back burner project for him that he just had to finish. And when he did, he was like, look, this took 12 years to make. Here's a bunch of boring white people doing a bunch of boring white people things. It was, I'm sure it sounded cool to him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, I'm sure um, it sounded cool to him when he's like, yeah, I'm going to film a movie over 12 years, but that doesn't, it doesn't seem like a good idea. It was t- Boyhood uh, was a wonderful experiment. Yeah, but not a be, wonderful not a movie. It should be what they should do, that, like, like what they should do, is they should produce the next Harry Potter series like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Fan it out get everybody time, yeah. under contract. When, when, do you, when do you think there's going to be a remake? Uh, 
Give it 30 years. Daniel oh, way Radcliffe sooner, is Severus Snape. Way sooner. Way sooner. Daniel, Rat- Daniel Radcliffe as, as is Severus Snape. As soon as Fantastic Beasts 6 or 7 or whatever is done, that's what we're getting. Yeah. So I, I think just to kind of like... Eddie Redmayne is Dumbledore. No. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. No. I want to see a movie where Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood switch bodies and no one notices. <laughs> that's I like real that. Life. That's real life. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Uh, the reason why I'm I, like I agree with the whole comic book movie or superhero movies, um, I agree with that whole like it, it is very frustrating that it is you know cookie cutter. Uh, but for me, I mean like overwhelmingly, I try to you know go into movies that make me think and like that is actually kind of different and you know you know try to be a standalone thing and well uh, let's get like has actual art. But, let's get more specific because. The problem is not that these movies are expensive and and lazy. It's that they don't have to be. Yeah. yeah. Because the superhero movies, the the ones that paved the way for for these Marvel movies, uh, uh, the the Sam Raimi Spider Man, the Brian Singer X Men movies, yeah. um, not the third ones, um, the the <laughs> Iron Man movie that that kicked it all off. That was also really really good. And it had a small budget compared yeah. to... Well, I they didn't they even have, have a fucking script. But I wonder if they have these bloated budgets because it's now such an expedited thing and it's not like, you know, oh... There yeah. might be a big reason why. Years ...to make yeah. this, just do it right. There might be and, a big reason why they have such expensive, shitty special effects is they're not paying for good special effects, they're paying for overtime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're definitely paying... <laughs> like, so here's, here's one thing also, like, I was just looking at this recently with... Uh, like Blu-rays that are real 4K versus fake 4K, where they're just upscaled. So Ragnarok was shot at 6.8K or something like that, because it was shot on, um, like I don't know, the highest-end red cameras you can get, basically. And it was shot digitally, but it should have been able to be published as a 4K master for the Blu-ray, but instead it's a 2K master because of the time, because they didn't have the money and the budget to spend on getting people to actually do the effects at 4K. Whereas, what? <laughs> is he going outside in that? The guy, yeah. in, the guy in the cat he onesie is. is leaving in the cat onesie. Yes. Yeah. There's He's no going to I go find some cats guy. outside. <laughs> you have made it impossible. That's but what, what I was trying to get to was yeah. uh, Last Jedi was shot on film, and all the effects were done at 4K because they had all this extra time because the movie was finished, like editing-wise, six months before the movie came out. So they had plenty of time to do all the effects at a higher resolution so they can publish a real 4K copy. So I think Marvel has a big problem of rushing all of their effects work because they're editing the movies up until the last minute. Yeah. Because they're probably testing them against audiences and stuff and all this other thing. Yeah. And that shows because they have there are absolutely no Marvel movies that are available in 4K because they're all done at 2K because it's cheaper and faster. So yeah. I think that's probably a big part of In the these effects. $200 million movies, yeah, they're yeah. going for cheapness. They're yeah. going for... The, well, they're going for quicker rather than better. Yeah. So, so all, all I want to say is that, like, um, I the reason I am still fine with these superhero movies happening, you know, every year and multiple times a year... You also don't now, have to go see them. Yeah, that too. Um, my thing is I, you know movies and music sometimes i just want something a fun romp and for music that's pop music for uh for uh movies sometimes i would just want to go see a dumb action film or something you know like a a marvel film so 
that's why I'm okay with it happening. You know what? Fuck you over. when you have that <laughs> impulse yeah. and something like the the next Spider-Man movie comes out and it's fucking thoughtful and wonderful and you have to put effort into watching yeah, it. Yeah, and I sit down and I get real mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, frustrated. I, as, as, as somebody who's not like an, an avid movie watcher, I watch movies sometimes. Uh, I, I, I understand why people don't like the superhero movies and the comic yeah. book shit, but also like it's a super easy watch and it's relaxing and I'm yeah. not like easy I'm, to pander. To yeah. Your audience. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's like trying to, you know, yeah. not every time I see a movie, am I like, you know, super duper trying to think a lot. It's a relaxing process. It's something yeah. where I'm, you know, just trying to have fun. And, and sometimes they do turn out really good movies. Like yeah. like guardians was very different from all the other movies that came before it. At, not Maybe not at the core basic level, but, Superficially, it was. Yeah. And then you have movies like Four Two, where nobody wanted to go. Nobody wants to rewatch that because it's not a good movie. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they have their own like quality problems over you know different franchises and stuff. But they still yeah. put out good movies sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, and and I once every few years. And yeah. again, I understand like the whole like I, I like not wanting them to still be around or like the distaste for them and whatnot because they aren't like great movies but they're easy to watch i I just wish that they were great movies well yeah because there's no reason for them not i think yeah the thing is like was that way but it's hard to it's hard to do that that's part of the appeal of clearly capable of putting out good movies they just don't all the time yeah yeah and that's that's what bothers me and then then again they all have giant budgets so i I think i think that's that that's a good way of putting it like it, it it's they they should all be good when they have this money and they have these people all working on yeah, it. Yeah, and, and they, they have all amazing. this time because they yeah. have so many movies. They can push stuff back if it's not working. Yeah. Well, on on kind of a separate note, I was kind of hoping to maybe like interject some indie movies in here that people might not have seen to kind of go on the opposite I was end actually of about to things. say yeah. uh, we could... Uh, so is this of... where I talk about Annihilation? Well, yeah, no, well... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was going to say we could wrap up by... Uh, going around the circle and like everyone either say like your favorite movie or like a film that you think people wouldn't normally see that you love or whatever. Yeah. Just are everyone go around. Are you wrapping up? Yeah. Well, Oh my God. It's been a while. We've been talking for like an hour. Yeah. 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 Oops. I mean, well, Hagen's yeah. really into it. I mean, I no, no. I, 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 I figured, more. I figured he'd be the one that was like, let's keep fucking going. Let's yeah. make no, this two I, hours. I, could do I do have to work all, at seven in the morning yeah. tomorrow. I could so do this all day. I think this is a good topic though to, come back to in the future if yeah unless oh, yeah. we get a bunch of emails saying no this was stupid yeah, yeah. i think this but, is a good yeah. thing to do no often. One's gonna, this is just a tip i've of already gotten iceberg. an email saying no this is stupid so <laughs> well, uh anybody want to start i mean I, here i'll go ahead and start so um my favorite film and a film that i would say everyone should see and i don't know if it's really a film that went under the radar or not but it's called inside lewin davis and oh my gosh, it's yes. a coen brothers film and it's not one of their big you know ones that everyone saw i think and it's got oscar isaac in it but my mm-hmm. favorite thing about it is it's structured so well it's about a folk singer and they've structured the movie like a folk song and it if you don't understand that, just watch some interviews with the actors and stuff like that. It's just an incredible movie, incredible soundtrack. They, just, I could go on for days about how much I love that movie, but it's incredible. And <clears throat> as a musician, I think it perfectly encapsulates what it feels like to be a musician. Everything in that movie, I can say, has happened to me except for the whole, you know, cocaine drug trip thing. Hey, you're, you study you engineering. Yeah. 
That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody Whoa, else? Who would have known? <laughs> um, movie that everybody should see that's in theaters right now is hopefully still when annihilation comes out. Yeah. yeah it's it's probably going to be in and out of theaters in like two weeks because it's being killed by game night in addition to black panther but well, and on top of that netflix got the rights for it internationally so it's not even going to be in theaters outside the u.s yeah which yeah. is like which is a whole other devastating topic. and shouldn't mm-hmm. happen but. but this is a movie that needs to be seen in theaters is annihilation um but uh, my favorite movie uh, ever, and I'm, I'm probably I'm hopefully going to catch some slack for this because it's a really sexist movie, uh, is Sin City. Um, oh, classic! Are you kidding me? I love yeah. Sin City. I'm sorry. I'm all, some, uh, all the classics are Robert sexist. Is, is the yeah. the counter argument to that? <laughs> but um, it, it's just a wonderful mashup of of old school film noir, which was the genre that everybody really fell in love with. In the 40s, it's, it's you know, the movie genre, uh, as far as I'm concerned, with uh, the fast-paced crime movies. Like, I, the, like the way I describe it to people is uh, uh, Pulp Fiction and Casablanca had a baby, and that's Sin City. Hmm. Adam, you got anything? Uh, I guess since we're doing favorite movies, I'll I do... I mean, we don't have to do that. No, just... but it, it makes sense to. Um, I'll say The Prestige, which is... Christopher Nolan's Fuck off. 2006 movie about magicians. Thank no you. No judgment. Um, I'm. Wait, hold on. Stop. It's stop. Uh, stop. Wait. Stop. Jackson just said no judgment. No, we I'm... all need to. We all need to. Jackson, pause. No do you judgment. know Jackson can make judgments? What podcast Jackson constantly this is? is judging people for things that they like. Homeboy <laughs> does not get to stop and say no judgment. No. No. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there, bud. We're talking about movies that we liked and didn't like, and we're not supposed to judge. No opinions. Am I supposed to yeah, talk about Justice we, League and not judge? What the fuck, Jackson? That's Go on, on Adam. Anyway, Go I'll, on. I'll just say it's, it's one of his movies that I think is... Good. Uh, it, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, It fits with how he tells his stories, and it's kind of one of the better examples of that because i mean a lot of people have heard of memento at least where it's the non-linear story and all that um still christopher nolan's best movie i would agree with that but i think the prestige is fun and it's a movie i can rewatch and still like catch different things um and it's it came out just before he kind of blew up so a lot of people haven't seen it i don't even know it it came out after batman begins after batman begins but nobody really saw it in the theaters though it never made money and it didn't all that. Yeah. No, it I didn't. saw it and I didn't even know it was him. Like I saw it in. Yeah, the it's. And I, I just like the story of it that. and how it's it's told over the you know two and a half hours or whatever because it's kind of a long movie. Another but. movie that movie that came out like around the same time that was like it's similar in concept. The Illusionist. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely was. Oh well, Aaron. Oh, um, I'm actually going to go ahead and plug a new movie that I just saw. Uh, Netflix, one of its 82 releases of this year, <laughs> came out with a movie called The Ritual. Um, it's a horror film, so if you don't like scary movies, definitely don't watch it. But uh, it's... I think I've heard of this. Yeah, it's set in New Zealand, I believe. Uh, but it's pretty much a age-old story. A bunch of dudes go in the woods. Weird shit starts happening. Um, but it is genuinely terrifying. The monster that they actually wait until the last 20 minutes of the film to reveal, which is the best way to do a fucking monster film, um, is 
completely different from anything I've ever seen before. One of the best movie monsters I've seen in the last like 10 years or so. It's a fucking phenomenal film. It's just the right amount of runtime. It's super gory and super creepy and the acting is great. The writing is great. It just looks good. If you're looking for a new horror movie to watch, watch the ritual. It's on Netflix. It's super accessible. Um, and then I also actually watched this movie recently. It's been out since like, I want to say 2010. Uh, it's called I saw the devil. Um, I don't remember what the actor's name is. I'd probably pronounce it wrong if I tried to, but the guy that played old boy, you'd recognize him if you saw him (laughs) plays this super sadistic serial killer that kills this guy's wife. And so the whole movie is about him playing a game of cat and mouse with a serial killer. He like finds out who he is. And then just tortures the shit out of this guy. And he's a super awful human being. So watch all the, watching all these super bad things happen to him is pretty satisfying. Um, it's incredibly hard to watch if you're not into like intense films, I guess. There's lots of real testy things that happen. But if you can kind of stomach that sort of things, it is definitely one of my favorite films that i've ever seen hands down but the best serial killer i've ever seen it tops zodiac tops seven anything david fincher's done like it's honestly just so beautifully brutal and so unforgiving from start to finish like literally starts off the movie with this really brutal like killing scene and then ends it the same way and there's no hope in between the beginning and the end and it's told just the way that it needs to be so i saw the devil and the ritual if you haven't seen them check them out very much worth it nice andy you got any yeah i got one but you've never Um, seen movies (laughs) <laughs> I've heard of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think? So we are, are you going to give us a movie based on the trailer? Yes. Uh, honestly, been... <laughs> I was thinking about doing Avatar, the Blue People, not the Last Airbender. Oh, but uh, just because I like bad. the special effects. But no, that's not what I'm going to say James today. Cameron. Normally, I would just to just to get it out there. Are you going to give us Titanic then? Now, James uh, Cameron is a director who knows how to sell a green screen. Yeah. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh is my god! Be mine. Oh my god! I've never seen it. Oh, I'm I'm I still haven't. It. Are you serious? I you're still a, haven't. You're oh a movie god, critic. You are missing so much. Yeah. I, I, the director is a sadistic that. asshole, but mm-hmm. it's a great film. Yeah, I'm a sad boy with a sucker for toxic or with a soft spot for toxic relationships. Yeah, and I'm definitely like susceptible to falling into like those patterns of behaviors. So it's just super relatable, and it, it's a nice mirror for my own inner turmoil. Yeah. Well, little little fun fact that director saw Jim Carrey in public six months before they filmed that movie and he had just broken up with his last girlfriend and he was incredibly depressed about it. So the director clearly. looked Yeah. The director looked him straight in the eye and said, Don't get better. I want you to feel this bad whenever we're filming the movie. So he let himself wallow in his depression for six months leading up to filming the movie and then I think the like two to four months it took to filming it too. So like Jim Carrey yeah. was in a God, deep deep depression yeah, and that director Jesus. just continue to push him into sadness and like it oh man don't even get started on how fucking awful directors are yeah i can't like i cannot say whether i condone method acting or not like just the shit that i've heard daniel day lewis he's got like two kids and it's just like he goes off and lives in a dingy apartment in new Mm -hmm. york away from it's like dude yeah that's cool for your results but fuck your family dude yeah. See, if you're an actual good actor, you can get those results without abandoning your family. Are you telling me Daniel Day-Lewis is not a good actor? Kind hey, Hagen, of? do you have any uh, <laughs> movies? Any favorite movies? I got one. Oh, shit. I know where this is going. <laughs> I got yeah. one. 
What a way to ring in. <laughs> I uh, I really I really like this movie. It's uh it's it's kind of a musical. Oh, no, is it La La Land? Because if so, let's end this right now. Louisiana, Louisiana. It's clearly the prequels. Come on. I love La La Land. And honestly, it's I, not my favorite movie, but I just had to say I, it. I was going to do yeah. that, but then I figured Hagen would. So oh, you, oh I got it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, I totally, yeah. Hey, Jackson, tell everybody why you hate La La Land. I mean, I'm not going to go into This it. is going to turn into a four-hour podcast now. Yeah, I don't want to bore people. That's right, because nobody, already did nobody it for cares you. about your opinion oh. about that, because La La Land's a good I'm movie. Sorry. That's uh, one of the few movies that I've walked out of. and uh, No, I didn't walk out of it. That's one of the few right, movies it... when I walked out, I <laughs> felt uh, that it was that genuine A technical feeling, masterpiece? No, that genuine feeling that, like, wow, that's two hours of my life I'm never going to get back. Wow, Jackson. And I saw Justice let's talk. League. Let's let Hagen wow. talk about In how theater. much he likes it, though. Wow, Jackson. There's Hold no on. judgment Hold here. Hold on, Jackson. Hold do on. You, Jackson. Do you, Jackson, do you not like musicals? Is that what it is? It's exactly it. Did, uh, he just so doesn't like you, Hagen. Justice League was a better it. movie than La La Land. I enjoyed it more than La La Land, yes. Did you actually see what? Justice League? In the theaters, yes. Do you have Are eyeballs? you sure? Yes, I did. It was more enjoyable. I can't believe that. I, but I, there, uh, I, I refuse to believe that. I think you I saw a different you. movie and thought it was Justice League. Have you been he, lobotomized? He, I can't tell you a memorable <laughs> scene from La La Land. Um the All one, of them? The one scene in Justice League where uh, Jason Momoa sits on the lasso and he starts telling the truth, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I like La La Land because the music's real pretty. And, um, and it's a technical masterpiece. And Ryan Gosling, and, of course. And every single fucking yeah. shot is, is really pretty. Yeah, yeah. And it, it I, I mean, it's it's not, again, not my favorite movie, but I just had to bring it up just because. What I'm, is your favorite movie? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good one. So maybe Justice League. I, I, you know, I, I, I haven't said anything because I know that I'm just gonna get yelled at. But I like Justice League. Yeah, he, fuck you. He's yeah, a DC go. fanboy. Yeah. You can DC like Justice League. League. No one invited Hagen to this podcast. Oh, by that's I'm just kidding. Actually, <laughs> that's that's actually false. Jackson invited me to this. Okay, I cool. I'm that so sorry. Clear I'm that Jackson so sorry. invited me, <laughs> and because I asked him. Wanted... I said, I said, do you want me to come to this episode? And he said, uh, Yeah, I think it'd be cool if you came. That yeah, doesn't sound like an invitation. Yeah, I was about to say that's an okay. Lack of interest in that voice. That that's exactly how I said it. I feel like part of Jackson wanted to just have La La be brought up, and that's. The way to do that is have Hagen here. He wanted an episode that was literally just talking shit about La La Land. That's all he wanted. And he wanted the Jazz Boys to come on and do it with him. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? And then you talk about Whiplash. But they hate Whiplash, and you love Whiplash. I don't love Whiplash. I like it. fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... um, But do you like like it? Which one? Whiplash. Yes. I think he's cute. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you going to pass it a note in class that he goes says to a we different go out school. with me? Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> so, um, he goes to another school. Leopold, where can people find you? Uh, um, okay, so you've already got my email. If you've got <laughs> um, uh, uh, my uh, website is Real Entropy. That's R-E-E-L as in film reel. So it's a pun. Oh, like and, the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> hey. And entropy, not enthalpy, entropy. Make, make that very clear. .com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, now. And uh, uh, you <laughs> can you find. I, I just post pictures of tickets and then selfies if there are people at the movie with me. 
Man, people I've been to like it. With you. It's fucking dumb. I, I would. Yeah, I haven't been in the selfie. This. Yeah, bullshit. we've been to movies with you. Come on. I yeah. We saw Phantom, Phantom Thread with you. Well, yeah, you weren't. I I you guys had already gotten to the theater. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, because we got there on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to movies on time. All right, which uh, is probably okay because you missed the trailers. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, where can people find you? Um, on Facebook and Instagram, you can follow me at All Hollows Productions. Uh, it's like All Hollows Eve, but put a productions in there instead, and you'll find me. Um, and then my WordPress is just uh, well, like my website is Aaron Devaney dot WordPress dot com, and Devaney is d-e-v-a-n-y and it's e-r-i-n because i'm an irish girl and not a jewish boy so keep that in mind <laughs> thank you uh yes. for spelling out your name because yes. every time uh I, i'll listen to podcasts or kind of stuff and people say their name real quick and i'm like i don't know how to spell know, that fucking spell it yeah no <laughs> i'm it's, never gonna find that's it. not that anyone's actually gonna look for. me up but you know just in case Who does no one's notes? gonna scroll down to see this show notes no hagan's mom will yeah. Nah, oh, no, shout out to Hagen's she's mom. Not, she's not going to listen to this podcast. She, Hagen's it, on it now. So she, she, I bet she'll listen to it because, <laughs> just, just because, and then maybe somewhere halfway she'll be like, man, there's there's a lot of anger in this episode. I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, she's, she's going to keep listening because she's a completionist. Actually, this is yeah. what I think is going to happen is she's going to hear us veer into Louisville city politics and, <laughs> and, and, and get here, really and interested. <laughs> and then it, and then she's going to be really disappointed when we start talking about movies again. Yeah. That's, that's a fair so point. Are yeah. you trying to like plug your newspapers podcast? That's he's coming on a out hot soon scoop. I can feel it. And he's trying to blink twice. If you need help. No, I'm not trying to plug <laughs> the yeah, Louisville one. Texan Journal, which I am managing editor <laughs> of. Let's do, we got two. Okay. Hey. I knew at some point he would blink bring, twice. Bring, uh, bring my publisher on here and we can do a podcast about uh, Louisville insider shit. I don't know. Uh, is, no, is that does, not. does journalism count as an art form? Can we can we no. broaden our meaning no. to that? Is I don't, I don't think so. A band? Hmm? Is your publisher in a band? This is the part of the episode where we talk about <laughs> tour stories. No, 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 no. It's, it's, oh, it's, hey! Were you guys gonna talk about uh, the hot, uh, you know, the hot scandal of the Louisville Mall, the Vista Ridge changing to uh, a religious center, to Music Park or whatever it's called? Uh, it's called Music City Mall, and yes, we publish ad nauseum about that. People love Jesus. reading about it. Because <laughs> is it true that they have the Ten Commandments printed twice on yes. stone tablets? Yikes. Yeah. That's, well, actually, well, actually, no. One of them is just the first two commandments oh, because okay. Jesus said those two were the important ones. Just like the, uh, just like so the there's only, there's Wait, only the two commandments. Commandment is, just like the uh, amendments. Cut yeah, that <laughs> joke wasn't fast enough. I'm sorry, is, guys. Uh, the right to bear arms, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Sweet. I made yeah. the joke already, and then you yeah, piggybacked on yeah. it. We God damn we it! We're both like trying to get. To yeah, like it words. And Jackson's just gonna edit yours out so it never happens. So yeah, exactly. So he was just one of. He's a very sweet man. He's a very genuinely Christian man. Who? Jackson? The the owner of the, the mall. Yeah. Like, I was very I worried. feel bad just talking <laughs> shit about him. Is this how people see me? <laughs> I hope not. Hey, Jackson. Yeah. When you hear a joke? Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah, Bazinga. Uh, hey! Adam, where can people find us? Uh, people can find us at don'tfeedtheartist.com or on social media as at DFTA Podcast. Is it you .com? Can, Donfeedtheirs.com, dfta.show, and okay. now, because Andy said it, dftapodcast.com also. Whoa. Thanks, Andy. I didn't say that. Somebody did. Oh. 
No, I said Louisville Texan dot com. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I ask you a question? Because me and Jackson talked about this in the last Jackson episode. Jackson and I. Me and Jackson talked about this in the last episode. I hope this comes out. After <laughs> uh, in one of the previous episodes, me and Jackson were were, were questioning uh, why you always finish it with, uh, and you can find us in your favorite podcast app when they're probably listening to us. Yeah. Because yeah. most of our listeners listen to us on the website. That was what I said. Yeah, you're so smart. So if you're still so if you're still listening here two hours later, look guys, we got to come out. Find us in your podcast app and subscribe because that's better for us than just going to the website. Look guys, we got to come up with a cool way to end this one because there's not going to be a song. Oh, we're putting the whole movie. Oh, okay. Ba, 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 with yeah, audio, no, we'll audio descriptions. Let's all let, we'll, we'll start a song. Each one okay. of us. Some, who starts it? You start it. Rest in peace, La La Land. No, start a song. <laughs> Rest in peace, La La Land. You're next. Fuck you, Jackson. This is not a song. What are we doing? <laughs> Where am I again? Only one person no, follows the rules. we're going to get sued for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Bye. <laughs>